स्पाइस रेडियो और रेडियो रूम जिम सुन रहे हैं आपका शब का प्रोग्राम है हमारी घड़ियों में बात दोपहर के दो बजकर पाँच मिनट हुआ चाहते हैं आज के हमारे इस कार्यक्रम में वो सभी बातें जो आज आपकी नज़रों में अटकेंगी अटकेंगी और दिल में समाएंगी उन सबको लेकर हम हाजिर हैं ये बताते हुए कि बहुत दिनों के बाद यस धूप निकली है और स्टूडियो में डॉक्टर साहब आए हैं धूप लेके आए यस ऑफकोर्स सो डॉक्टर साहब सबसे पहले प्रोग्राम में आपका स्वागत है हाउ आर यू डूइंग वेरी वेल थैंक यू टुक ए फ्यू मंथ्स ऑफ एंड हियर आई एम बैक वेयर हैव यू बीन वेल वी वेंट टू सी आवर सन इन टोरंटो क्रिसमस टाइम एंड देन आई हैव बीन अराउंड गोइंग टू इंडिया लिटिल लेटर इन अप्रैल बट यस अदरवाइज आई हैव बीन अराउंड या राइट आपने हमसे छुट्टी ले ली ना सो हमने आपको छुट्टी दे दी सो दैट इज इट सो आई सेड टू डॉक्टर साहब You better come today, otherwise हम नहीं आपका मुंह देखेंगे feel it energy when i was talking to her so we thought we talk about health maybe let's have a perspective of youth yes, and health that's a and in our idea. community what it means so i posed some questions to maya but she will share with us so the first thing i want to ask maya is from your point of view what is health how do you think of health and share with your ideas as a young person and health Well, when I first think of health, I think of like my physiology, you know, like when I'm thinking of what I'm eating and, you know, I think I really hold health on the vitamins I'm eating and the vegetables. I don't do a very good job, but that's the first thing I think of when I hear health. But I do know that it's it it's a broad spectrum, right? Because there's mental health, um, you know, emotional, you have physical and, you know, being exercising. So, all of those things are health, right? um self care you know taking care of yourself putting yourself first um even for me giving back to the community i feel like that's good for me it makes me feel better you know so that's what i think about when i think health. yeah that's very true as a matter of fact as you were talking what came to my mind was yoga mm. because in yogic philosophy they talk about just that mm. physical health is what they call body physical body Mm-hmm. so that's anamaya kosha but they put a lot of emphasis on energy pranamaya kosha and then they talk about manamaya kosha and vigyanamaya kosha and that's what you were talking about mm-hmm. in western thinking we talk about physical health emotional health social health and uh, f- financial health because mm-hmm. that's as important right yes so health is a sum of all these things yes and um, and for youth must be very hard to balance all these things i mean with work and school and you know being up to standards so especially in our community i feel like the children have the standard to live by you know like i need to be good enough i don't know if i'm good enough i don't feel good enough so you know that's definitely something that has to do with health too right and it's something that i think you need to take in and say what's good enough for me what do i need to do to make myself feel proud not anyone else you know yeah, absolutely so share a little bit more in terms of health uh, 
What are some of the things which are important to you in physical health? So, like you said, yoga, I remember at BCIT, you have to do yoga. And I was really, ha- like, at first I was skeptical. I was like, I don't want to do that. No way. I don't want to take my shoes off in class. And then once I understood how to do it and how much peace it brought me, I was so much happier. Yeah, and right now, you know, I need to make more time for yoga because I know that it put me in such a good space where I was calmer. I had less anxiety, you know, and I should definitely get back into that. So physical health for me is walking my dog, um, trying to walk up the stairs a couple more times than usual. Um, as of lately, I haven't been doing much because I'm overwhelmed with school and work um, and like family, but you know, it is definitely something that I need to do more. <laughs> yeah, it will all come together. You have to have balance. Maybe for the remaining time, let's talk about um, health and young person perspective. Mm-hmm. What is important So, about food, how, where the food fits into the health? And also we were talking earlier about supplements. Mm-hmm. So what does the supplements play? What role and what's your perspective? And then we'll share with our listeners what it means. So when it comes to supplements, I am very confused. I take my multivitamin every day. um, And I do know that, you know, food wise, McDonald's is easy for me, you know, right after work or before (laughs) work, I just go through the drive through and I can eat McDonald's, you know, I order ahead of time, I can get it. So it's so easy, but it's bad for me, you know. So in order for me to get those like the vegetables and vitamins and all of that, I take that daily supplement yet. I don't know if that's enough. So I try, I tried looking into it. I know B12 is good, B9 is good, um, anything B is good, but I also know that's leafy green vegetables. Although A is better than B. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think uh, maybe young people listening have the same problem or same issues. So as a medical doctor, I've been very interested in what is the evidence that this what is the real McCoy? What mm-hmm. is the real answer about supplements? So supplements here we're talking about are vitamins mm-hmm. mostly, right? And most important thing is that vitamins are something body cannot make. That's why they're vitamins. Yeah. And you have to have them. Uh, so either in your food or take a pill. Mm-hmm. The good thing about pill is that you have taken it. Now, evidence, as, uh, even as recent as yesterday, I got a Berkeley Health newsletter, and they're talking about supplements in it. And journal wisdom is that you really don't need supplements if you have regular diet. Mm-hmm. And regular diet, which includes fresh fruits and fresh vegetables, then you really don't need supplements, there is enough. But in my my own personal view is that taking a one multivitamin tablet is fine because mm-hmm. it's not that expensive and you get that. But go beyond that, I think uh, you could save some money by not taking it. There are, so that's the vitamin piece. Then there is this issue about uh, inflammation. So people want to increase their immunity. Mm. And therefore that there are many supplements for that, you know, and people take those. I say, if it helps you, if it's working for you, that's fine. But evidence shows that you don't need to take 
anything beyond one one multivitamin pill. Mm-hmm. And Makes sense. this way, keep it simple and uh, make sure you take a balanced meal. Mm-hmm. So, Dr. Sam, you're talking about uh, inflammation, right? Yeah. And I, I've noticed that ever since we've come to the West, we've noticed the word inflammation a lot. And maybe over time, the word inflammation has entered into our vocabulary. We use that quite a bit. For Indians, I don't think Indians ever felt inflammation because we ate a lot of haldi in our food. And haldi is one um, spice that cuts inflammation down. So am I right in thinking? Am I on the right path? Yeah, yes and no, like always. <laughs> okay, so like always, yes. Okay, yes uh, and no. Yeah. Yes more, think, no um, let. Um, you know, people don't fully appreciate how health ingrained in Indian psyche. Yeah, yeah. That has been part of our bringing uh, Ayurveda, mm. yoga, mm. even Vedas. Mm. It's all about health. Yes. So I think uh, we are very much, much more aware about health than people realize mm-hmm. and what we eat. Yes. And all the spices which we have in our food yes. are all mostly anti-inflammatory. Wow. So they're all very helpful. Now, when it comes to turmeric or healthy, uh, modern science will tell you that you have to eat a lot of it to have a dose equivalent for inflammation. Mm-hmm. So the spices we when it's used as a spices or as a you know preparation for food, mm-hmm. it might not be enough, you know. But my own view is that the spices which we put in our food all do add to a good, healthy food. So, and not forgetting that we've been doing this from our childhood. So, you know, our bodies are full of turmeric and our bodies are full, <laughs> full of all the masalas. Yeah, and uh, like things like cumin, yes. uh, coriander, yep. uh, and uh, turmeric mm-hmm. and uh, methi and mm-hmm. all these are good for you mm-hmm. and I think that adds uh, but whether that's enough that you don't have to worry about uh, right. uh, supplements or other things that is still uh, you know in western medicine they like to do double blind mm-hmm. trials and all that mm-hmm. and uh, evidence is not quite strong enough yet mm-hmm. okay I, our 15 minutes are up with Maya. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think we wanted to have Maya with us, so that was very good. Thank you, Maya, for coming. Thank you. Yeah, anything else you want to share as a youth and health? Yeah, I mean, I think mental health is also a really big thing, and therapy is always good, even though there's a little bit of a stigma. But ever since I started therapy, I think it helped me realize why I make so many decisions and why I act certain ways. And I would never have realized it without it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think uh, mental wellness is one of the biggest uh, challenge uh, for the current times. Mm-hmm. No, especially general population, but youth. Yeah. And I think we, especially in our community, we have to have a trusted space for them to have conversation. Mm-hmm. We have to have a place where conversation can take place. We did a... Without judgment. Yeah, without judgment, yeah. Yes. We did a a roundtable with youth Mm. in the context of diabetes. And I heard loud and clear that what's missing is a place where they could have conversation, what's bothering them, 
what is the issue for them without being judged. Yeah. And I think uh, we're certainly trying to build that in our work. And thank you very much for sharing what you just shared, you know, mm -hmm. which are absolutely right. There is a very increased um, prevalence of um, uh, youth not feeling 100% because of mental, uh, they're not mentally ill or anything, but they're just not 100% mentally well. Yeah. And I think we need that conversation. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Maya, as always. We'll take a short commercial break and then we'll talk about sleeping. You Ooh. know, how, how good is sleep for you? Wow. Yeah, and Dr. Saab is an expert at that, so we'll be talking about that. Get your questions ready. If you want to ask any questions, 604-280-1200, 604-299-8863 is the telephone number. Spice Radio, Radio Room, Jimson Riyab, Gapshap ka program hai, Gapshap with Dr. G. Or Dr. Ji, today with us. So, Dr. Saab, um, I, I mentioned that uh, we'll talk about sleep, but I wanted to ask you before we talk about sleep, what have you been reading? Yeah, so... For last month or so, my focus has been, uh, I met a gentleman uh, who is very interested in food. Mm. And uh, he is trying to commercialize healthy food without preservatives and uh, processed food. Okay. So that's his kind of interest. So I've been doing a fair amount of reading, did a uh, recording with him on food. So I've been reading about processed food quite a bit and uh, uh, general evidence is accumulating now that food plays a huge role in chronic diseases and general health. And a lot more and more evidence accumulating. As a matter of fact, there is a new specialty coming and maybe that's what I should think mm. as I wind down from my other and that is called medical chef. Ah. So, so uh, doctors are taking actual cooking Lessons. and becoming chef. Wow. So there are about 50 of them. These are qualified internists and endocrinologists who have uh, given up the general, like their regular practice right. and have gone into chef because then you could really know what the ingredients are. Ah. So most of my reading has been around um, healthy ingredients. And I'm going to be working with this gentleman locally. Um, I'm one of his advisors now, mm. uh, all volunteer work mm. about um, biochemistry of healthy food and uh, what ingredients. One doesn't realize, well, Maya was talking about McDonald's. Mm. Now, McDonald food is not a bad food, mm. but... All the th because they're transporting it, mm. so they have to eat, add a lot of ingredients as preservatives. That's right. And that makes it a bit uh, dicey, you know. Mm. So one has to be aware of those. So do you do you feel, Doctor Sab, that things that people eat now, because it comes from different parts of where we live, because long time ago people had their own little farms. They, the grew stuff they ate from there, right? Or the 100-mile uh, distance, you could eat anything that is within that area. Now we, we get, soon there'll be the season for jamun in India and they will be here the next day, right? So to keep that jamun 
fresh and all that, they will have to go through so many different, you know, processes. Do you think that the processed food itself or to make the food feel fresh after 15 days, that all the chemicals that are put in it is what is harming our bodies? Well, there is accumulating evidence that the preservatives uh, do affect the body. Right. So my thing is, uh, uh, I could take a very strong fanatic position. Yes, mm. absolutely. Yes. But the reality is, uh, industrialization yes. also brought a lot of food. People were starving before. That is true. So, 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 it's a balance again. Right. And I would say, in balance, uh, then you're okay. Uh, um, and unfortunately, we lose that balance, and that's what causes the problem. So mm -hmm. fresh fruit, obviously, is the ideal food, mm. but it's uh, sometimes very expensive. And food uh, prepared and processed um, gives you calories and uh, is um, uh, less expensive. Mm. Uh, that's why people eat is convenient. Mm. And so convenience and the cost kind of have Two people, things. Yeah, combine. Yeah. Mm. But uh, if that's all you eat, don't eat any fresh fruits mm. or vegetables or uh, have, you know, then, then you get in trouble. So my own uh, perspective is a balance, mm -hmm. a balanced meal. And even if you're eating processed food, make sure that uh, a, you know what you're eating, mm. and uh, supplement that with fresh, with, which is missing. So, as far as uh, fresh food and f fresh fruits and vegetables are concerned, eating better and in balance with your food, whatever you're taking, you're not saying don't eat potato chips at all. Have them but once in a while. Yeah, yeah, and a balance, you know. Yeah. The only thing I feel which can add a lot of health to it, is added sugar mm. and added salt. You're totally against sugar and salt, and I'm totally in favor of sugar and salt. No, I don't think... Uh, <laughs> that's the only thing I say. Don't add anything. Yes. Uh, and just you get into the habit of it. Now I'm in a habit that if there is some added sugar, I can't mm. eat it. Like, I look at the mitai mm -hmm. and I just... <laughs> Don't feel like eating. eating it at all, so yes. you, you could develop that, and that's the only thing I have taken the kind of strong position in terms of food. Mm. So things which have added sugar. Don't so like it. in your coffee, tea, don't add sugar. I see young people; they still add um, because they're used to. They're not even thinking. That's right. They're adding tablespoon. That's uh, fifteen grams of sugar wow. in one cup of coffee. Well. Uh, Starbucks coffee has close to about six or seven of those. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, and that is not good. No. And that is, I would say, my message. The second message that you wanted to give everyone was sleep. How much is enough sleep? Should we be sleeping? I mean, if you asked me, Sushma, would you like to take a nap? I could take a nap at any time of the day. Good. That keep it that way. That's a, <laughs> that, that's a that's a luxury, you know. A lot of people will give their arm and leg for really? <laughs> because they they just uh, lie there um, with eyes closed and turn and toss, turning and tossing, and yeah. not sleeping. So sleep. Uh, I just had the privilege of uh, participating 
in a program called Men's Health. Okay. And they were writing some articles, so they asked me to uh, share with them some thoughts on sleep. So mm. that's where I was. And uh, I think the uh, most important thing in lifestyle mm. related uh, health, mm. food is the topmost. Okay. And then uh, physical activity and then sleep. Mm. So sleep plays a major role in, in recharging the body. Okay. So it's very important to have good sleep. So you could have good sleep or bad sleep. Mm. So it's not the, your question was, how much sleep is enough? That's right. Yeah. In my perspective, it's not the uh, number of hours you sleep. Yes. But the quality of sleep is as important as quantity of sleep. Ah. So when you sleep, you sleep well. Right. And sleep has um, several components. Right. And a good sleep is that you have all of them. So so are we talking about REM sleep and yeah, deep sleep? Exactly, oh, yeah, exactly. So right. deep sleep, Yes. first of all, you're awake. Mm. So that's a conscious. And then subconscious, you start to droop off, so kind of drowsy mm. and then deep sleep and then in there is the component of a dream or mm. REM sleep mm. so REM is rapid eye movement a right. phase during which you dream and is dreaming need, important Do yeah, we all dream yeah you need that okay. so combination of that makes mm. a good sleep ah okay uh, so i think it's the quality of sleep which is important mm. it's interesting shushmaji as a I got interested in it. Again, talking about history and ancient wisdom, mm. even the even our symbol Om mm. represent three phases of sleep. If you notice, Om has three circles. Yes. So one of them is the largest circle, which is conscious mm. and awakeness. Then the middle circle is uh, deep sleep. And then the top circle is REM sleep. So, so even symbolism yes. uh, has been embedded in awareness and sleep. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Uh, when I kind of read that and connected with that, uh, it makes you think uh, what Maya was talking about in terms of mental wellness. Mm. And sleep plays a huge role mm -hmm. in, in mental wellness, you know. As a doctor, you'll be able to answer this question better. When you said deep sleep is most important, that's when we rejuvenate. What is happening in our body at that time? Well, I think uh, one of the things with the sleep is that you're recharging. So your metabolic machinery goes down. Mm -hmm. So your reactions, energy production is down. So mm -hmm. I think when you are asleep, mm -hmm. your relative energy is going down right and your body is starting to store things right so whatever metabolic energy taking place is for storage when you will need it okay in terms of brain there is a definite electrical um, activity in the brain and different phases of sleep have different activity okay and different wavelengths um, energy so beta wave delta wave theta wave all those constitute a part of the sleep mm -hmm. and that some of that I kind of visualize sleep as a recharge mm. so when you have a battery and you have to recharge essentially that's what you're doing when you're yeah. going to sleep and a component 
now people will say, okay, what can you do to have a good quality sleep? Mm. Um, I think uh, some of the things you can do, some you can. One thing is, if you're not able to sleep, then don't just lie in the bed and keep turning tossing and tossing. And turning, you yeah. know, uh, Some people suggest get up and then read or do something mm. and then go back to sleep. That might work, you know. Also, having lot of electronics and electronic noise is counterproductive mm -hmm. and you should avoid that. Uh, you should not have uh, too much caffeine and things like that during the day. Okay. <clears throat> if you, now you, you say you could fall asleep anywhere, so that's good. Yes. But sometimes people take naps and that makes it difficult. The other thing I should say is sleep uh, requirements do vary with age. Ah. <clears throat> so I think we know that a newborn or first year of life, maybe sleep. Uh, All the time. <laughs> yeah, sometimes 10, 12, 15 hours. Yes. But a normal healthy person, six to eight hour sleep is good. Is so it I think sufficient? That's what, yeah, that should be enough. But I think, uh, again, like most things, you shouldn't be worrying about things. Mm. Oh, I don't sleep, you know. Mm. Mm. The other thing about sleep is people talk about uh, melatonin mm. and then circadian rhythm. Yes. And how the light affects the sleep. So yes. light plays a major role. And body hormone, uh, melatonin is produced in the pineal gland. Mm. And that controls our circadian rhythm. Ah. And circadian rhythm allows us the rhythm of sleep. Mm. Because uh, sleep, as you know, as a rhythm. Mm. So when it's light, we're awake. When mm. it's dark, we sleep. And so that's the recharging. So melatonin is being produced while you're sleeping in the darkness to get ready for when you're awake. You know. So if they, and this is a silly question, but if they change our timing, you know, and they stay on to daylight savings time, our Arcadian rhythm is going to go haywire. Yeah, that's, uh, that's uh, I, it's too bad uh, our premier was not able to make that change. He did try. You know? I know he did. Yeah, which I was so happy. Uh, I I think that's a leftover from days when the lights weren't there, right? I know, uh, that's and right. And I think uh, that will be a, one good thing if they do change. Mm -hmm. Dr. Zab, I want to take a short commercial break and come back and find out I have been overwhelmed to see that you are still involved in five different projects so i want to touch on each one of them sure you thank you all right so uh, dr g is with us till three o'clock uh let's take a very short commercial break and come back spice radio or radio room program dr g so dr g i understand ki you're heavily involved in cine that is still going on and um Recently, you got involved with uh, a project for women's health. Yeah, so Shushmaji, I think um, for our listeners, they might wonder how does it all connect? Uh -huh. So I think the important thing I want to say is uh, that, uh, and I think this rings quite true now, more and more people are appreciative. At one time, people thought health was amorphous. In other right. words, there was no individuality. Mm -hmm. Health is so individual. Each one is different. Mm -hmm. And culture plays a huge role. Right. So in a society like ours, which is so diverse, the importance of the culture and ethnicity 
uh, is critical in health, mm-hmm. whether it's food, whether it's lifestyle, whether it's genetics, precision medicine, all those things play in there. Right. Up till now, this has not been a major factor. Most of the studies were done um, in general terms. As a matter of fact, I was listening to our show here this morning, yeah. Yeah. and you had a special guest on women's health. That's right. And she mentioned that uh, not that long ago, 20 years, 30 years ago, most of the studies were done on white male. Yes. So that becomes a standard. Women's health was not a major recognized factor that the different presentations are different. Mm. So all our work now is how we could increase research and evidence on the role of culture and ethnicity plays in health. Mm-hmm. So what we are doing is acting as a catalyst and a facilitator for these studies because we don't have enough uh, resources to make major research ourselves, mm-hmm. but we are helping other researchers so then they could connect in the community mm-hmm. and community information can be incorporated in their work. And our hope is with that, the evidence will be strong. And then when people do provide that service, right. they will take that into account. So that's the overall overarching uh, emphasis on our work now. Right. So when we had CINI, Mm -hmm. we had a major theme on women's health. Right. And we are continuing that Mm roundtable. Very fortunate to be collaborating with Dr. Lisa Dawson of UBC. Okay. She's a researcher on lowering the burden of cancer, Mm -hmm. uh, which is important. And cancer, women cancer, especially gynecological cancer. Right. Cervical cancer and uh, endometrial cancer and all other cancers. So we are working with them in two projects on the barriers faced by women in their own health. As a matter of fact, we'll be coming to you in April or something. Maybe you could have Dr. Dawson because mm-hmm. we'll be looking for volunteers for focus groups. That would be fantastic. Yeah, and I think what we want to hear from our community members is what are the barriers? What do they face uh, in not going for screening? Mm-hmm. Or what do they face in terms of when they do go, hmm. what are the challenges? Right. And we want to hear from people, then hopefully out of that, we can, or uh, after our analysis, that could be incorporated so then access to care becomes better. Mm-hmm. So that's one project, which is quite a significant project. We have a few studies on it, and I think it's a wonderful thing that all of a sudden funding agencies, granting agencies, and even researchers themselves have become much more aware that you need a diverse population for their cohorts and for their studies. Mm -hmm. So that's one on women's health came through our uh, CINI, which was in June. Right. One which will be of some direct interest to you, there is a, a researcher, Dr. Sterling Brian Sterling uh, at UBC. He did a study on the behavior and the barriers of surgery, post-knee surgery in European-based population. Right. And that gave an idea maybe they should do it for other ethnic groups. 
So they're doing one for South Asian, mm -hmm. uh, and they will be doing focus groups and mm -hmm. see what were the challenges post-surgery, the care you got. What were the barriers because of your language or mm -hmm. culture or food? Food plays a huge role, you know, and you don't get the right food, you don't need it. That's right. So I think those that's another study we are doing. The one I'm <coughs> quite involved is um, diabetes. Mm -hmm. So in diabetes, we have two projects. Right. So one is gestational diabetes. Oh, yes. That is uh, when you're pregnant. Again, this morning, your guest talked about gestational diabetes right. as a risk mm -hmm. for post-gestation or post-pregnancy diabetes. You know? mm -hmm. So again, our emphasis is the barriers for access of care and after pregnancy to share that experience. Right, so especially if, if the people are not living in a household where there are other people helping them out and it's a, it's a couple that they just themselves, nobody else to rely on. Yeah, so that's one barrier, right? Yes. And then <clears throat> you just even not aware that you're diabetic. Sometimes. That's right. So how do you do you go for a screening? Mm -hmm. Did somebody said to you that after pregnancy, go and get your blood sugar done mm -hmm. to make sure that you don't have uh, diabetes? Mm -hmm. So those are all the barriers. Uh, the only way you could find out is by doing a proper focus groups, proper studies. So that's another study. Mm. Dr. Rina Kurana is doing it again. We're looking for volunteers on that. Mm -hmm. And if there are any listeners listening mm -hmm. who have somebody they know who was preg uh, pregnant and then became diabetic or they post-pregnant and they're diabetic, yeah. uh, we would love to hear from them. They could get hold of me through you. Yes. Uh, we're looking for some volunteers on okay. that. So if, if there are <clears throat> listeners who are volunteers, they can always call our station at any time and we would be able to yeah, give their telephone yeah, to them. Yeah, and then I can put them in touch with the sure. group which is doing it. But we are very heavily involved in facilitating that. Perfect. And, and I think that's an important study because very little data is available. We know that the prevalence of diabetes is very high in mm. our community, but... Uh, not enough data in gestational diabetes. Mm. So I think that's an important piece, and I'm really glad that this is being studied, you know. Mm. The other one is the uh, other end of it, and that is prevention of diabetes. Mm -hmm. So we are working with, again, another local group about prevention of diabetes, and, again, the barriers in diabetes, mm. but more what are the issues that... Uh, and I think Maya alluded to that a little bit in terms of um, um, di dietary habits mm. and then you're forced to eat certain things. That's right. Because uh, that's what is available. Right. You know, even though you want to eat, right? Yeah. But it's not uh, the right that things. convenient. See, that's and right. It's not in your way. Mm. McDonald's is in the way, so you just go there, right? And, and, and so I think um, the government is um, very interested. As a matter of fact, federal government has just issued um, a... Um, I think $35 million project on prevention of diabetes. Okay. And part of that is uh, um, focus groups with the communities. Mm -hmm. And we are involved in the group on South Asian. Right. Uh, what are the barriers again? Why people uh, not able to eat properly? Mm -hmm. 
what are the barriers of uh, lifestyle mm. and we want to get to the bottom of it like that kind of thing so for example so is that the col- collaboration with yeah so yeah. we're collaborating with them you know it's very interesting the question i have asked is last 40 years a lot of effort has been done in prevention mm. and so much so that the prevalence and incidence of uh, cardiovascular disease heart attack and diabetes is going down mm. in what i call white european ethnicity mm. whereas in south asian ethnicity is going up wow so the question has to be asked why and i think this is the kind of thing we are trying to raise mm. and uh, by having program like this we are sensitizing our listeners because we need their help in participation and if um, so that's another study we are doing in terms of prevention and diabetes my god you keeping yourself very busy dr sir well you have to uh, uh, <laughs> um, uh, it gives you purpose yes it does it certainly so does so uh, i really appreciate the opportunity to yeah. be able to do that now the other area yeah where we are we have to take a break we do have to take a okay, break okay i want to get the program paid for Yeah, absolutely. Yes, and then we'll come back to the other area. Dr. Sub's area is never finished. So please stay with us and uh, and we'll talk about uh, the other areas that Dr. Sub is helping everyone. Spice Radio or Radio Ranjan Sunne Gapshap ka program hai Dr. G aaj hamare sath hai and uh, Dr. Sub um so we talked about the five I thought you were only involved in five cheezon mein koi aur bhi hai. Well, <laughs> numbers don't matter. It's That's the project. Right. <laughs> okay. So there are two others which are worth sharing with our listeners. Yes. So one is uh, emerging because of COVID, mm-hmm. and that is uh, access of care through electronics or digital access. Mm-hmm. So what's called virtual health. So people are not even going to doctor's office. Everything is done remotely. Mm-hmm. So there are... people doing research on this area now so by making that change what are the barriers right and again we are able to work with some of them uh, for ethnicity and culture mm. so south asian ethnicity uh, does that have some special requirements or barriers for virtual care mm. obviously language is right up there Yes. And then access to technology will be there. Right. And uh, the other thing is the moment you bring virtuality you also disenfranchise a certain part and certain portion of the population mm-hmm. because they don't have access to computers and um, so I think that's another project uh, exploring to see what the barriers that'll be a very exciting project and um, some practical applications and and then providers can use that information in overcoming those barriers so i think there is a practical application for all this and that's uh, another area we are working the last area i want to share with you is not what we are doing here mm. but what we are doing in india because we have some partners in india we are working mm-hmm. and we presented that at the conference and um, it's about leadership in health mm. and canada has some very good programs one of them was leads l e a d s that's right and we talked about that while ago 
in our program here, mm. and that's based on um, basic principles like L, L mm. which stands for lead yourself. In right. other words, understand yourself. Right. Who are you? Yeah. What makes you tick? Mm. So that's part of the leadership. L. Mm. E is engaging others. So you're not the only one. You need to engage others to get things done. Teamwork. Right. Yes. Uh, those things. A is for achieve results. Ah. So not only you do it, but you, you also results. have action. Uh, so you have results. You know. Yeah. Uh, D is developing collaboration. Okay. Uh, uh, so you develop uh, um, partnerships, and as you can see, all our work is partnership. That's right. So we subscribe to that. Okay. So you don't have to invent the wheel yourself. No, just you, work you with join. other people. Yeah, that's right. And S stands for system. Yes. So system <clears throat> approach. So think of the integrated approach. Mm -hmm. So when I look at it, I was really excited mm. because that is so um, Vedic thinking. Yes, very cohesive. Yeah, yeah. And that karma yoga, bhakti yeah. yoga, jap yoga, Gyan yoga, Raj yoga is nothing but these. Of course. So rather than just isolating yoga and say, this is there, this is there. No, it's, it's part of the it. daily living. And so bhakti yoga is really uh, passion, compassion, mm. uh, caring. Uh, so whatever you do, you do with deep sense of commitment. Yes. And with that commitment comes... Um, fair amount of knowledge yes and you're able to get positive results so this really got me excited about so we have now a course which we are offering internet course online and in india so we have a partner who has adopted it and that course is available what do you think of uh, what uh, prime minister modi is doing in india as far as the uh, year of millet or or the century of May. Yes. Well, it's amazing. Some very good ideas there. You know, I was very pleased when he started Clean India. That's right. Because unless you talk about these things, yeah, it's unless not gonna be you done. do something, nothing will happen. Yes. So I think now I'm really very pleased to see. And we haven't talked much in our show. We have talked about 5Ks, of mm. which Kya Khateo is the portion we are talking about, uh, which is the least important of all the other 4Ks. Kitna Khateo, Kyo Khateo, Kab Khateo. Or Kese Khateo. But Kya Khateo, wheat has been the major right. staple right. diet. And it has a lot of... Uh, carbohydrates. Mm. So Indian diet is very rich in potatoes, mm. wheat and rice. Mm. Three very high carbohydrates. And uh, gluten and certain proteins of wheat are also um, inflammatory. So I think in India they have had some grains mm. which are gluten free mm. and are very healthy mm. but are not very popular and very expensive. So I think Prime Minister Modi has taken a major project mm. in improving and encouraging and promoting use of those what they call millets. Mm. So, you know, bazra, jowar, um, and they're very healthy and uh, they're gluten-free. Yeah. So I think... Uh, I think bajra ki roti is always very popular, no? 
Yeah, yeah, and I think um, it's hard to make, I suppose, but I think properly put together, yes. um, this could make it, that could be a major change. And again, his contribution is that he's taking an idea mm. and taking it global. Yes. And that's only somebody in that position can do it. Yeah. So yoga, he did, you know, took it to United Nations mm -hmm. and International Day of Yoga and mm -hmm. popularizing it. Uh, standardizing it and the other thing he's doing which I really appreciate is that he saying credit should be due where credit is due mm. so give credit to history and the heritage and India mm. of these things and he's doing a great job of that. Oh, he is he, he really is um, and I'm very happy that you know you're following that as well and and we get to find news about that yeah, I think we need to really see where it could. I'm looking forward because I think Bajare Kiroti used to be a major, yeah. but it was like a delicacy. It wasn't That's like right. a routine. That's right. But if it becomes routine, uh, Bajare Kiroti, Makka Kiroti. Right. Uh, uh, well, in Punjab, majority of the people do eat Makki Kiroti. Yeah, you know, yeah, so, which is very, very popular. Yeah. Very popular. And chana ki roti. That's right. So if we could reduce on the wheat side, right. I think that's a step in the right direction. As always, Dr. Saab, we <clears throat> have so many things to talk about. Look at the time. Khatam ho gaya. And we were going to talk about adhyatmik chizya as well. But we don't have time for that. No, I think, the, I think my main message today is that uh, with the listeners, a humble request, that please do help us with some of the studies sure. and we could come back and give more details on the show and then people can sign up. That'll be very good. And we will see, we are going to give you two, two months off because you've got to go to India as well. So when you come back from India, I want more report from India okay. as to what you've seen there, what is the progress. And we don't do anything about India here, uh, you know, because... We are more concerned about what's going on in Canada. Lekin aap se first hand sunenge ki wahan pe kya ho rahe. Yeah, I think to me it's a fusion of the East, best, best of East and best of West yes. fusion. I think that's what we want. Exactly. Yeah. Not just India and not just Canada. Yeah, and here we, uh, the impact has to be in our own backyard. It certainly has to be. As always, Dr. Saab, thank you so very much for taking time and talking to us and we'll see you in a couple of months time thank you with that we come to the end of our show we'll be here tomorrow we'll be here tomorrow Dheeraj Khatri Kamal Ji or stay tuned for the drive home grind with DJ Flight and Maya right here on Spice Radio and in the time of the time we are doing a very beautiful program